0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Word Podcast. I'm Chris Hout, AIM coach, and this is episode 135. The Weekly Word Podcast is an ultra-endurance resource, and on this podcast, we talk more than just training. Each episode, I try to dive into all the aspects of ultra-endurance. That includes strength, recovery, nutrition, mindset, and sleep. And while the current environment might have changed where we go about our training, or what we are able to train, it has not changed the why or the how. And that is part of what we're going to talk about on this day's, on today's podcast, on this day's podcast, on today's podcast, episode 135. In this current environment, I'm reminded of the repetitive actions of Sisyphus. Who is Sisyphus? Sisyphus. Sisyphus was a cruel Greek king who was punished by Zeus to push a large rock up on a steep hill, only to find it rolling back on nearing the top, gravity and fatigue working against him. But also the boulder was enchanted by Zeus to roll away from King Sisyphus before he reached the top, ending up consigning Sisyphus to an eternity of useless effort and unending frustration. He has been known for pushing the rock tirelessly till eternity, as the gods have deemed. Of course, in this current environment, I'm reminded by this curse we are all feeling as though we are in some sort of repetitive cycle of training for an event that has moved, wondering, many times even subconsciously, if our efforts are useless, and I say useless in quotations, and having a lack of ending, or when this postponement will happen or this stoppage time will end gives us a sense of that similar unending frustration and this all sounds depressing right but greek mythology is all about lessons for modern culture having recently read albert camus's book on the myth of sisyphus yeah, <laughs> on the myth of sisyphus helps me hopefully you all connect the dots. Camus imagined Sisyphus smiling while pushing the rock and embracing his situation without thinking of the past or the future. It was a never-ending process of a day. Of course, you don't think of tomorrow when it's the same, as exact same as today. And is the past really the past when it's the same as the present? All days just flow into each other. Frustrating, but yet, Sisyphus woke every day and pushed that boulder up that mountain. The fact that we currently wake every day in a chaotic, disordered, unfamiliar world, one that we try to rationalize, put in order, is also frustrating. We as humans, us as athletes, constantly are in search of outcomes, meaning, order, Camus writes that he imagines Sisyphus smiling, as I said earlier. Why? Because of how we approached his task, his simple daily task. The struggle itself is enough to fill a man's heart, he writes. One must imagine Sisyphus as happy. And he does not mean feel good, happy-go-lucky happy. We're talking about a sense of accomplishment and contentment with the results from devoting yourself to a difficult but worthwhile task that is what we are all doing with our current training there might not be a rational outcome ordered structured reason for what we are currently doing but it is a worthwhile task because we deem it so Camus talks in the book about applying ourselves to living life to the fullest By embracing the struggle with dignity. By embracing, and I quote, the misery and greatness of the world. That sort of conflict in description. Misery and greatness. Now we're not all living in World War II Europe, especially in Paris when it was occupied by the Germans. But I think you can see the parallels. Pushing the rock gave Sisyphus' life meaning. And our rock is our training. We all need something to which we dedicate ourselves, whether it's a large boulder into eternity or doing 500 step-ups or 1,000 step-ups in place on a box somewhere. might be even in the same room. We can all be a modern-day Sisyphus. We work tirelessly day in and day out on our priorities, whether that's at work or in our training, and with that, we can learn from the story and implement in our lives. We can learn to embrace the bolder in our life. And once we accept it as an important objective of our being, we should give it our current best to achieve it. Sisyphus teaches us the most important components of life require hard work and sacrifice. The things we are familiar actually with doing when we have a rational future outcome, one that we can see and measure. But we currently don't have that. But that is a different circumstance, not a different approach. The busyness of adult life makes the quick and easy alluring. But to live well, we should take heart in Sisyphus. Only by facing challenges head-on do we find meaning in our lives. Only by never giving in to circumstantial disappointments for example with our events being canceled or postponed or to try to escape from failures rather accept failures the same way we accept our achievements in that we find meaning and most importantly no matter how much we are restricted in our current lives veered off of a path denied we must never back down until we fulfill our potential. While Sisyphus was punished for his cruel deeds when he was king by Zeus, we aren't. And that's what will bring about the difference in outcomes when we give our best to our tasks. Embrace the rock, be persistent, work hard, and never give up, and be thankful for this journey. I've received A variety of really nice emails and not necessarily, well, none of them are necessarily to me, but they just highlight and describe what my athletes are currently doing, how they're applying themselves and embracing the struggle and not giving up and seeing the beauty in all of this and enjoying the process and seeing the unique time that we're in. And I want to share some of them with all of you. I actually just received this one this morning and I'm adding it to the list of emails that I want to bring up here on the podcast because, again, it's inspiring. This athlete had a run test today and it went really well, but also she writes now a brief run summary because it was so glorious. I can't not share it. She lives in Alaska. It was colder than I thought it would be, and the track definitely had some icy sections I had to avoid. I meant to take a picture for you. Sorry, I forgot. So it wasn't as efficient as it would have been in the summer, but I didn't come even close to overheating. It was perfect. If a bit on the chilly side with shorts, long-sleeve tech tee, please make some AIMP tech tees, and my giant mushing mittens, no hat, probably about 36 degrees with a bit of wind on top. It's almost like my legs didn't feel the fatigue as much because they were a little numb. They wouldn't turn over any faster, but I was comfortably uncomfortable pushing at the top of my effort range. For the first half, I had one of those weird profound running experiences you sometimes have. It's like all the stress and emotion of the past few weeks came bubbling up and out. And after that wave, I just felt free. So bizarre. I don't think I've had a running experience that intense even during a run. And I never would have expected to be on the track of all things. You would think it would happen at the top of a mountain, you know? But maybe it is because it was, most, it was the most focused run I've done in the last while. Then about halfway through, I was joined by not one, not two, not three, but four bald eagles cruising the drafts directly above the track. I swear it looked like they were doing laps with me and sometimes they would dip down and get probably only a hundred feet above the field. All four stayed until I started my cool down. Strange, right? Anyway, that was my run test. You just never know how it's gonna go. A beautiful email and again, you all know me well enough from listening to this podcast. That there are things so profound in nature, in our spirit, and our body, in our energy, that I don't think anything like this is that much coincidence. And the freeing nature and the energy and the release and how nature connects with us as we are beings part of nature is quite meaningful, connective, and again, part of a sign of our times with everything slowing down a bit, I believe nature is taking a closer look at us again. And we see stories like this all day, every day, throughout not only the media, but in our own daily expression in nature, as we're training, and for those of you that don't have the unique aspect of running on a track in Alaska, there's still enough of it around to connect with other human beings, and with nature around us connecting as we have all heard is so important currently but also connecting with that inner self and letting that open its channel to the outside world sharing itself sharing our true nature and our subconscious joy and happiness and calmness and freeness as she writes i think that affects itself on other people on other beings and then anything around us a beautiful email i received another one from an athlete this morning and again interesting to share because i love the conviction and intensity and clarity with it chris i've been wanting to do what's easy i've been wanting to do what my strengths are i've been wanting to do what's fun but that's not what training is about Training is about doing what I need to do and just doing it without my excuses and justifications. So I'm either going to live a life of doing or I will live a life of wanting and trying and wanting and trying has never been satisfactory to me. But that's the way I have been doing my training and that's the way I've been living and living a reasonable life isn't what I seek. I considered emailing you about what I want to be doing or what I can see myself as doing. I will never be happy or content in wanting slash trying. I'm content only by doing the way it's meant to be done and giving it 100% and nothing less. This is what I need to know. This is what I need you to know. I'm doing core period, not an option. There's some other things in here. I mean, there are. Personal with regards to his training and his intentions. These are my intentions, short term with regards to September of 2020 and time goal around that. And then a long term intention, which is a beautiful long term intention around charity and giving and raising funds and doing something that is extremely difficult. In this case for him, 100 days of cycling 100 miles per day for 10,000 miles total. Again, reading these emails and having athletes that are so clear and willing to be so open and vulnerable is beautiful to me. And I thought about this the other day with regards to the current environment and in a financial sense too, being so proud of the athletes that I have because they're not just athletes, they're human beings that care. And we have worked together and joined together and have a mutual interest in how we interact. And that's meaningful. And I've said weeks, months ago about how, you know, One of the nice qualities of my athletes is that they're all people, man or woman, that I would love to have a beer with, just sit and talk and have a conversation with. They're intriguing to me. They're interesting to me as people, not as athletes, as people, as humans. And that's rewarding in a time like now, knowing that I have this community of athletes, of people, of human beings that are open and vulnerable and willing to share that make me stronger and I hope I have a little bit of a influence on making them stronger and that's the core from what this all grows from because currently I can't go on the other premise of my athletes of them doing something that intrigues me in their um, adventure now of course many of them do most of them too have adventures planned that are intriguing, unique, and challenge me and therefore expand my knowledge. Technically, this entire environment is that of constantly, not constantly, continuously working on finding new ways to do the endurance training we need to be doing. Indoor training, um, limited equipment training, um, limited space training, plenty of equipment, but not enough space, plenty of space but not enough equipment many are not able to swim how do we replace that many have their outcomes or not outcomes but their events postponed and how do we use this time to work on strengths and limiters and so forth we've talked about that so the challenge is there for everybody there's nothing per normal per usual in any of the training going on right now but the people the humans the interaction and their openness and the sharing and the conversations is what's beautiful currently. And I'm so very thankful and happy about that. That makes me happy because every day when I sit down at my desk and dive into people's training and our correspondence, it's pure excitement and it's pure fun and it's pure joy and it's pure um meaningful as i said before (laughs) like with sisyphus it's meaningful it delivers meaning to my day you could say you could look at this from 10 other angles and say well your day is the same almost day in and day out on how i interact with athletes but no athlete is the same and each one of them has meaning and i am blessed with being given the privilege to uh, contribute to their meaning Another email just along the lines of what we're talking about that adds structure to where we currently are in this environment. Working towards using this time to create a multi-dimensional strong athlete that kicks out of this fit, strong, and with a new set of skills to train. That's what we're currently working on. And to be successful in whatever adventure you want to take on. So many of my athletes are loving this new way to approach their training, highlighting new modalities that they never thought were so effective and fun. Again, we're trying to be multi-dimensional strong athletes that kick out of this fit, strong, and with a new set of skills, more tools in the toolbox, and then to train towards what the specific future outcome might be. We should use this time to get you stronger, I wrote to the athlete, strength and core, versus just cycling and running. We can always add more volume for fitness, but it's hard to add more strength and core when we have fitness since we don't want to give up fitness. So this is important aspect there. Using this time, this stoppage time, to add more strength and core and different modalities and different levels of strength and a new set of skills to train because the cycling the running the swimming we know that and we can add that volume back on once the urgency and the time becomes more compressed again we won't want to give that up anyway but currently with with the stoppage time the ability to work on strength and core and integrity and connections and overall strength from our fingertips to our toes and how the whole body works better that is the unique usage of this time i've also had a variety of my athletes start sending me videos and it's been quite helpful um stretch cord videos Vasa trainer videos running on a treadmill videos um, cycling form videos on a trainer we're using this time again to catch up on technique and specifics that we can work on so that once the training does need to ramp back up because a we're allowed to leave the house and facilities and everything's available and swimming and we have dates and postponements are a reality of now happening we'll want to have integrated all these little technique improvements and little tweaks so that they are part of us. And then we kick out on the other side of this, ready to train, as we said, stronger and fitter and so forth, but also more technically sound and having that integrated. And that's part of using this time, again, as effectively as we can. There is only a positive outcome if we so choose it. All right, a few more inputs that I received over the last few days slash weeks. We're about a month into the shelter at home here in California. One of the responses I gave to my athletes is, sounds good. These weeks will require us to train when we can. I'm less worried about the recovery from overtraining. So however we get it in, fine, just best you can get it in. A lot of athletes are wondering how to adjust and shift around their week. What that means is, you know, we all have different schedules currently and kids at home and homeschooling as well as working from home. So the dynamics of how we get in our training versus our usual, the old normal lives has dramatically shifted. And the training currently isn't that much for most of my athletes. It's more just a question of, again, not maintenance, but again, not volume. We're in that gray zone in between. And we take what we can. If there's a day where we do have more time, we take it. But again, the volume isn't great enough to worry about overtraining. This is more about taking the volume or the, the overarching totals of the week. And trying to shift and move around those workouts so that we still get in all those workouts for the week. It might mean that Monday is different than what was planned or Thursday is different than what was planned or Sunday was different. But shifting around, moving around, but getting in the overarching totals of the workouts for the week is ideal. And again, the order of the training in this current environment isn't as isn't as Risky, because we're not doing that much. Next input, focus on good food, decent training, good sleep. Everything outside of those pull energy from you, which is okay, but think of these three as energy building, storing, and recalibrating. If you can add some meditation or exhale mental time of quiet time, you're doing amazing. These next few weeks will not get better, better, but shift your focus and priorities. Good food, meaning allow yourself good fuel, energy building, decent training, which is energy building, good sleep, which is recalibrating, restorative energy building, anything that allows you to build up resilience, build up fortitude, build up energy to deal with the world outside of us out of our little microcosm microcosm of us being ourselves fueling well with good food getting good sleep and being healthy with some training decent training will prepare our body our mind and our spirit much better for the (laughs) uncertainty that surrounds us uncertainty in Not only our days, but also uncertainty in the environment and in health. I also talked about a self-curated, self-supported approach is amazing and highly recommended with regards to an event I'm talking about. So due to events being canceled or um, in, in the ultra running world, a lot of events are being canceled because you can't get the permits as well as other events are happening um, later in the year. So a lot of the events in the big name ultra endurance, uh, ultra running space, are technically being canceled, just like Western states. Some of my athletes have talked about self-curating, self-supporting their own events, meaning a 100 mile run, a 50 mile run, a 100K run. And as we're seeing more and more in the social media world, there's all kinds of crazy events being curated and built and supported independently out there as well. So it's all part of a big gray area of describing this. But they're amazing and highly recommended. Now, I had an athlete ask me the other day if she should do it. Of course, as we evaluate those type of events, we want to have trained for them so that we don't come out of this injured. We do not want to be injured in this environment. It'll really make us go batty. So we don't want to be injured. We want to think of our past history. And we want to think of if we're trained to take on an event, let's say self-curated or um, one that's driven by the current social media uh, challenges, which I think is great that everybody's coming up or that there's so many different ideas of what's coming up and how to do some of these longer events. A lot of them involve treadmills. But around that, we also want to keep our own health and we want to remain injury-free because not being able to do something will really mess with our minds. So stay healthy, stay training is the, is the key there. Be ready for events later this summer. Maybe Maybe even events you didn't think were possible to get in. I have a feeling things might shift for a lot of people and your ability to be ready versus others not being able to train. Well, you know what I'm saying. That's what I wrote to one of my athletes. I've talked about this before. We wanna be ready for the opportunities that present themselves on the other side of this. Now, we don't know what those are. And maybe I have a story in my head that will not unfold at all. But I seem to believe, and I've been one of those lucky ones on events like this in the past, where because of things and circumstances and schedules changing, life circumstances changing, opportunities present themselves. Others that might be doing the Boston Marathon and it's being postponed till September might not be able to do it in September. They might have not been able to train until September and they don't wanna do Boston if they're not trained out of fear of injury or out of fear of just going really slow because life again with homeschooling and working from home and changes in schedule might not allow for it the same way. Um, and similar situations where others can't do it can't afford it can't train for it can't deal with the current schedule and so a lot of events i'm not saying all but a fair amount i'm sure will have slots will have entries last minute available and we'll, or they might come available last minute like i just said and most will not have been training and therefore can take advantage of those slots. Who do you want to be? What If you have an opportunity to take advantage of a unique event that you oftentimes, in the normal world, I'm I'm putting in air quotes here, would either have a long wait list, a lottery, or so forth to get in. And now, because of the move dates and, and all the circumstances I just described, three weeks out, it's like, We still have spots available. We'd love to have a full event or we'd love to take on anybody who can. And you're trained and you're fit and you have the opportunity to experience this unique adventure, whatever it is. That's what we want to be ready for. That's what's lurking out there beyond the current, you know, fog that we're in. When that clears what opportunities will present themselves. I remember one of the first newsletters I sent out, which is a whole different topic, um, but also one of the first quotes I talked about on the podcast, I think, was by Nick Saban, the Alabama football coach, the legendary Alabama football uh, coaches. And one of his things that he says to most of his players before the season and as he prepares them for a national championship again (laughs) he's famous for saying how did you prepare to respond to the circumstance there's so much in that quote and that's why i enjoy it how did you prepare to respond to the circumstance not how did you repair prepare for the circumstance but how did you prepare to respond to the circumstance which means we are training in a certain way to respond to the current circumstance. But how are we preparing to respond to the current circumstance when we kick out of this? How did you prepare to respond to the circumstance? Something to think about. I don't want to provide just sort of my definition and answers to it, but it's a meaningful, thought-provoking quote. How did you prepare to respond to? the circumstance now he uses it a lot with athletes that might not be starters and being ready in case a starter goes down or for many of his players how are you going to prepare now to respond in a game of a national championship magnitude and you had three calls go against you Like, how are you preparing mentally for that? How are you preparing physically for that? How do you prepare to respond to the current circumstance, whatever circumstance you're in? And there's, I mean, I can sit on this for hours, but I won't. So anyway, but that's where we currently are with this environment and being ready for what kicks out on the other side of this. Okay, everybody, I think we'll keep this one short as the last few have been so that we can have another podcast in a few days. I'm sort of liking this shorter thing. Not sure how that will look like, what that will look like on the other side of this. But until then, stay fit, stay healthy, stay positive.